Most human beings are afraid of gluten. How do you think they'd handle goblins? <laughs> what, a, so what an awful line. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, if you're hearing our voices, it means it's time for It's This Meets That, a podcast where you watch terrible movies so you don't have to, but maybe you should. Uh, I'm Russ. And I'm Jared. <laughs> and um, uh, that piece of fine literature. Is, oh, my God. Um, is, uh, yeah, we, uh, I guess I'll just introduce the movie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, might as well. Might Doesn't as well matter. at this point. Uh, <laughs> so last week, if you probably hopefully listened, we did a trailer trash for Artemis Fowl, our biggest budget, biggest acted, biggest movie we've done here, I think. Mm-hmm. Milestone. Milestone for us. Um, hand- Watershed achievement. <laughs> yep. Handpicked by Jared himself. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if you hadn't listened to it, uh, the movie we're, we're going to be tearing apart over the next two episodes is Artemis Fowl. And uh, do you want to? I'll do the whole thing. Fuck it. I'll, I'm going to do the whole yeah. intro. Why not? I'm, I'm on a roll right roll. now. I'm kind of awake. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so we you did sound Artemis, more awake than usual. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of like, I don't know. I snapped into it. Perfect. Um, so Artemis Fowl is about a young criminal prodigy hunts down, who hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. A <laughs> uh, lot of, uh, yeah, there are many terrible lines in this movie, but I think that one you, that I read is, that's up yeah, there, right? You may have pulled it. That was a good one. That was pretty <laughs> solid. Um, so before we get, so, I mean, let's expectations from, from the, uh, the trailer. I mean, so, you, so everyone knows. So Jared's already seen this. You've already seen the movie a while Correct. back. You've read not all of the books, but most of them. Uh, yeah, I've read at least the first four or five, probably. Okay, um, so that makes you, I put you in fan category because there's eight books and you've read four or five yeah. of them. That I think that's, so. you've stuck with it, so that's good. Yeah, and um, I watched this when it came out, so it was June June last year. So it's been, you know, nine months or so, ten months, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. almost a year, I guess, since I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so when we did the trailer trash, yeah, I mean, I had my expectations after watching the trailer and I was like, yeah, this looks like a Disney, they're trying to get a new big franchise rocking and rolling looks like there's plenty of money being put at this movie yeah, um, we tried. Like, yeah it looks like it'll be fun but i don't know the source material so i, I have no benchmark um <coughs> so i mean <laughs> yeah we'll on. get into it as it goes but like there is nothing to do with the source material other than like the name artemis fowl and some of the characters uh yeah. names <laughs> Uh, there's really nothing about this movie that is like the books, so. which, which is weird. Like, because the the the, I mean, the author was Owen Owen Colfer. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the last name right there. Uh, yeah, probably not. I'm That's sure right. there's a lot of fanboys gonna be like, "That's how you pronounce it. He's from Ireland. You're saying it wrong." I'm like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you don't want us to do Irish accents. No, we don't. I'm not gonna. So, but I mean, but so he was involved. He was one of the three screenwriters. So, so you would think that he would just kind of just be guidance for the story for uh, like just just use the books man you got the source material if the books are good just yeah one would think <laughs> use the fucking so, books man yeah there's actually uh we get into a couple other things about it in the fast facts but i'll tell you right now so i, I know we're, we're kind of skipping ahead to quick info at this point but kenneth Branagh's the director right yeah um and he, which who is generally pretty good yeah right? it's kenneth Bran- <laughs> yeah like, like kenneth Branagh's all right yes <laughs> I mean, Thor was probably the worst Thor movie, but yeah, you know that wasn't too good. Yeah, no, but he it wasn't a, bad though. He played a great Russian villain in Tenant. 
Sure. Yeah. I'm saying that with the low. Yeah, no, not at all. But okay. Yeah. Big no. Shakespeare boy. Big time. Um, Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. So his excuse for this uh, atrocity. Oh, so he already uh, had an so, excuse. Oh, yeah. He had to come up with an excuse real quick. <laughs> uh, because like I said, it has nothing to do with the book. So yeah. like they, uh, when they released the trailer, I guess in you know, 2019 or whatever, um, pe- like the fans of the book series were in an uproar already because they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I thought this was supposed to be an Artemis Fowl movie. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, and he, he, in an interview, he said some, I'm paraphrasing, but he's yeah. basically like, uh, well, you know, in the books, Artemis Fowl, the younger is mm-hmm. like kind of a, he's a, definitely an anti-hero. Yep. Um, and he's like, I don't think uh, coming from the person who was like worked on Marvel movies. And like, <laughs> he's like, I don't think, I don't think audiences would identify with, uh, with, with like that kind of a villain character being. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, are you in the, the same universe that I'm in? <laughs> no, it makes no, well now hearing that though, that makes me think that maybe Disney was like, no, here's our notes. Why don't you turn this character into someone who's not that? I don't know, man. It sounded like the way that he's phrasing it sounded like he had some creative decisions here to make. Cause yeah. so giving away probably a little bit of what I'll talk about all throughout this podcast is the, the, the character artist Fallon why he's so cool. So the, the books came out when I was 12 years old, uh, 2001, Right, 9-11's happening, you know, terrorism's a thing. Uh, everyone's worried about it. Kind of always was a thing, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, now it's a thing. Now it's a thing, okay. The war on terror, Russ. Yes, okay. Uh, is now a thing. And, uh, and and at the time, it was like so cool to have this uh, like villain character, basically, who is, who is my age uh, at the time, doing like whatever he wants like a lot of moral ambiguity like he's just he's just out there trying to uh be a good thief like he's just mm-hmm. he's just out there trying to like steal stuff from elves and you're like oh this is kind of neat okay yeah that's fun uh, and then over the course of eight books he like starts to develop a sense of morality and, and right from wrong but like he's very that's- much a not hero uh and the way they framed him in the movie is like, oh, oh, no, he's just run of the mill, like Disney child hero. Check. <laughs> so it seems like they went from, well, the books have, he had, the author had an arc for him to go over the eight books. Mm-hmm. Is it just eight books or is it, is there supposed to be more? I think it's just eight. Cause the just, last one was 2012. So, okay. So it's just, well, well it's, yeah. some of these writers do that and be like, oh, I'm writing one every 10 years. Um, ran out of Disney money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So he had an arc prepared for this character over eight books, so where Disney was like, no, nah, let's just jump, or Kenneth here. Like, maybe they were just like, no, nah, let's just jump to him just being like, you got to make him good because he's a kid, and that's what we do here. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's super irritating because yeah. it's, like I said, it's nothing like the books. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's burn through the quick info because then I, I mean, then yep. I've got some comments about the screener. So we obviously directed by Kenneth Branagh. So screenwriters mm-hmm. were Hamish McCall. I'm going to probably butcher some of these, but Hamish McCall, Connor McPherson, and Owen Colfer. Colfer, yep. Colfer yep. Who is the author, author, of, author of the books. Um, so he's listed as a screenwriter, but I'm sure he was just there for a story and stuff like that. He, I mean, there's so many ways like this could have gone wrong where he was just like, oh, I've got new story ideas. It's like, just stick, stick with the, like, Stick with the source material. People yeah, because like- you already have a massive fan base for the, the for the story. Like these books, just yes. do that. They just want to see it in a visual format. Just do that. And it's like this yep. has happened so many times in different books being 
transfer it to movies and they just like, no, we're going to come up with something new. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to play the hits. Just, I, I yeah. bought this ticket to see this band, you know, play your hits, play your best, your best hits, you know, Harry Potter me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Stay relatively close to the material. And that's all I want. <laughs> yes. And then after like two or three movies, then you can do whatever you want because then people already yeah. be in. They'll be like, cool. Fine. I'll watch eight of them. I don't yes. care if they were good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I watched uh, eight Harry Potter movies or whatever it is, right? Man, this is <laughs> the lesson number one, David. Uh, what's his name? David Stern out there in California teach you marketing lessons, how oh, to make a yeah. micro budget movie. Yeah, stick to the source <laughs> material. Um, so yeah, that's screenwriters. That's our rant. It also feels like we looked at Hamish McCall and Connor McPherson's um, credits there. Not a lot going on there. They've uh, done nothing. <laughs> they've done nothing. Collect- collectively, they've done two Mr. Bean movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's only, only uh, what, Hamish is our, Hamish yeah. McCall is the Mr. Yeah. Bean guy? Yep, that's it. Uh, if It definitely, if it, Jared and I were talking about this before we like started recording, it felt like Owen was like, sign this deal. I was like, but my buddy Con- Connor and Hamish have to be involved. And then he was like, ooh. What have they done? My, guy, my friends from the pub uh, need something to do. So, <laughs> so uh, and it shows. Um, and then, so actors. This yeah, I'm going to cast interrupt is, you. Go for it. But this cast is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's great. It's great. And all of the, I am according to IMDb anyway. It all stops at Josh Gad. Josh Gad. <laughs> like, like I, I put all the actors that are actual characters in this movie that are core character, uh, core characters here. IMDb did not <laughs> uh, like focused on uh, Fredia Shaw, who I don't think has done much right yet. Like, this is no. one of his, maybe his first big role, like definitely his first big role. Yeah. Um, Lara McDonald and Josh Gad. And according to IMDb, it ends there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah. Also Colin Farrell and Dame Judi Dench. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not sure. Not sure if you've heard of her. <laughs> not sure if you've heard of those, those two. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, and, and Nonzo Anozi, who's also good and in a bunch of other stuff. A couple of Kenneth Branagh joints. He's a big Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh, really? Hookup. Yeah. He's in Cinderella. Uh, he's in. Oh, um, nice. There's another one that I hadn't seen. I mean, he was great. I mean, whatever. He's great in this. Like, I, I, it's weird that like those were all main characters, and like they did listed three of them. <laughs> yes, okay. I don't. I don't get it. And Josh Gad isn't even like if you're gonna if you're gonna stop at Josh Gad, stop at Larry McDonald. <laughs> it's like Josh Gad was only in half the movie. Also, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> uh, Infuriating. Either way, the cast is like super strong and like I'd never heard of Fredia Shaw or Laura McDonald, but mm-hmm. like and they both don't have a ton of their to their credits, but they were great. I mean, I thought they were, you know. Yeah. No, I, I, the fault of this movie being bad was not on the actors. Like everyone no. did. I think they acted their line really good. And I have a couple of notes about it at the begin towards the beginning of the movie. But like when they're first doing the the father son sob story bits mm. uh, with with Fredia Shaw and Colin Farrell, like my I'm tugging on my heartstrings here, you know, like mm. it was it was well acted. Okay. Well, I don't know about well. Okay. Sure. The script is trash. <laughs> <laughs> the script is trash. Yes, definitely. Um, so then uh, production budget, box office numbers. So this is an interesting one. So production budget, I saw it's somewhere in, it's definitely over $100 million. This movie is over $100 million. I, like, I saw like $100 million, I saw $125. We'll call it $125 because it's definitely what was probably thrown at it. Unbelievable. And But this movie ran into the, it was supposed to be released early last year and I think it got delayed, right? And then obviously yep. pandemic hit and then it got delayed again. And then they, I think they, I didn't realize, I forgot that they went directly to straight to Disney plus with it. Yeah. 
So we will yeah. have absolutely no idea how actually how much money it made, but Disney many, stock Disney is way up, so maybe maybe it did well. <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a, I didn't think about it that way. I was going to say I feel like there there must have been some people that canceled their Disney Plus accounts after this. <laughs> it's it's so bad. <laughs> if, if we weren't, yeah, I yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that this movie was the reason why Disney Plus has done so well as a streaming service. No. It's probably more like you know. What are those movies? The Marvel stuff and the uh, yeah, WandaVision and uh, oh, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of the other things that they do well. <laughs> uh, this was not one of them. So, long story short, we have no idea how much money this movie made, but I'm sure Disney is doing just fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess let's Hollywood, Hollywood pitch, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Lead, lead so the way. You were a little skeptical of mine. Let me explain. <laughs> Please explain so, to all of us, Jared, not just me, all of us. Right. You're right. You're right. So, sorry, listeners, for what you're about to hear. So this movie is clearly I Am Legend meets Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Now, <laughs> Maleficent, Mistress of Evil is an easier sell, right? Like that's the Maleficent sequel. Not sure if you saw it. I just want you to keep saying that word. Okay. Maleficent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to even attempt it. <laughs> yeah. Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil. Ba- the basic premise here, right, is there's an evil witch and uh, who's not so evil after all. Uh, and there's like people coming after the fairy world. Humans are the problem, right? Trying to yep. destroy the fairies. It's a whole thing. Like it's very much like the plot of this movie. <laughs> um, yep. Okay. And then I am legend <laughs> because. I can't wait. I can't uh, wait for this. <laughs> Because it's a movie that strayed so far from the source material <laughs> uh, that, like, it all of a sudden, like, drastically changes the movie. Like, the movie I Am Legend is a thousand times or a thousand percent difference than, which doesn't really. You yeah, know, you can't have that many percents. <laughs> it's Don't very worry. I, I think we all understand what you're getting at. <laughs> yes, it's very different. Like, have you read the book? No. Okay. I think we've talked about it on the podcast maybe before. Uh, Spoilers, if you haven't read I Am Legend the book yet, I'm going to ruin it for you right now. The premise of that one is Will Smith's character uh, from the movie is actually like a crazy drunk who just drives around killing zombies all day. And at the end of it, they reveal that. where they're like, the zombies are actually kind of (laughs) smart. And I've actually just been like trying to communicate with him. And he just goes out every night murdering them. (laughs) Uh, Like, what? Yeah, the book is awesome. Oh my God, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he's just an alcoholic who drives around all day killing zombies. <laughs> oh, I don't like, I'm trying, and I remember that movie. Like, I don't remember any that, any sense of that whatsoever. Like, yeah, it's all, well, and so that's like, do you remember? Do you remember? I'm not going to lie. Out? Like, if they actually stuck to the source material and was just drunk Will Smith driving around, like, that would be an amazing movie. <laughs> Yes, yes, like that's yes, and that's and that's where I was going with the, the comparison here is that if they had just stuck to the source material, this could have been an awesome movie too. Deep cut, you're I going, am, you were going source material here. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I Am Legend's a good. I like that movie in general. Mm. Like Will Smith's a good actor. You can't you can't fault him for that. It's Will Smith, um, are you kidding me? I watch anything he's in. Well, yeah, for the most part. And do you when the movie came out, did you see the uh, the alternative ending that they included on like the DVDs and stuff? No, I watched it once and I was like, all right, I'm this is fine, but I'm. Will Smith is the only reason why I'm like watching this movie and why I can tolerate yeah. this movie. <laughs> Fair. It's the only reason anyone can. <laughs> and, like, uh, and so at the end of the movie, at the end of I Am Legend, spoiler for I Am Legend, <laughs> uh, 
he he blows up the bunker with himself and a bunch of zombies and like people arrive to freedom in vermont or new york or wherever they are and it's like yeah the end uh he just like commits suicide and and everyone all the zombies that are in his bunker die with him yeah but they shot an alternate cut where he doesn't blow everything up and one of the zombies like he actually starts to communicate with them a little bit it's like literally the last two minutes of the movie is the alternate ending where they changed the the guy who whose zombie wife he's experimenting on like kind of like looks at the window and like communicates mm. to will smith that that's his wife and like he just wants her and like he doesn't he's not trying to do anything bad to will smith he just wants mm. his wife so they can get out of there yeah yeah uh, and like they like just mm. scratch where the book could have gone <laughs> where the book was <laughs> Well, they did. I mean, in the movie, they did have smart, smart. I mean, they were right. intelligent, right? Like right. they had, they were doing something. Yeah. Huh. But like em- emotional and like actual people still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that's where I was going with this. The source material was great. And the movie was less good because they strayed so far from it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. I buy all that. I mean, that, that works. Thank you. Um, I went a little bit conservative as I, I think I tend to. Um, but I went with, uh, it's men in black meets spy kids and I'm throwing in a third one here meets Tinkerbell just to bring it all back to Disney. And I need, need, and I need something with fairies in it. So I don't know. I was trying to think of movies with fairies in it. I was like, Oh, Tinkerbell. Explain men in black to me on this one. (laughs) What do you mean? Explain men in black. Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? They're wearing suits and there's this whole other world that, uh, of creatures and dimensions and stuff that they don't want people on earth to know about. Boom. Oh, oh, okay. You're right. And and we both did Will Smith movies, so. I didn't even piece that one together. They got sweet suits, they got sweet sunglasses, and then they're always trying to, like, you know, mm-hmm. make sure neither one knows about either side, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, uh, I'll be honest. I've never seen Spy Kids, but I heard it's great and seems like it fits. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Know, better, but. Yeah, w- watch it sometime. I mean, this is basically kids being spies, so. Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah no, I, I saw No Flaw there. And Tinkerbell, I know you just did for the. Yeah, I tectonics like I, I mean fairies are so important to this 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 movie that I was like, well, yeah. I need some type of and I brought it back yeah. to Disney, the House of Mouse, you know, can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, so that's how you pitch. I think that's good. I think uh, we both did very very nice jobs there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, nice job, bud. I'm glad you explained the I Am Legend one because I was like, I have no idea where he's going with this one. Yeah, source material. It's all about the books, Russ. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're moving on. Fast fact. Yep. <laughs> That's a new intro. What do you think? Fast, fast. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see how, let's see if it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, let us know. Do you want Russ to say fast facts? Fast facts. Um, so I, I wrote a lot of these down here. You probably, uh, I can lead with them if you want. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I love, there's a really good interview with Nanzo and Anozi, who is maybe the best actor in the movie. Besides Josh Gad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everyone was kind of cardboard cutouts, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 lovable yeah. <laughs> uh, in the movie. Anyway, so apparently Kenneth Branagh's super picky about the wardrobe, which not super surprised by, knowing he's a big Shakespeare boy. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just love this quote. So he's talking to this reporter. He's like, yeah, Kenneth Branagh really particular about it, even down to like the suit that I wear. Like he doesn't want, he doesn't want any buttons on it. He didn't want any, he wanted it to be creaseless. He didn't want it to have any creases. So the tie has to be done a specific way. The shirt has to be done a specific way. Hmm. Uh, And so the interviewer rightly says no buttons. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, there's no buttons. It's kind of like a leotard. It's a leotard. It goes all the way around, makes it difficult to go to the toilet. (laughs) Kenneth Brennan, why are you inconveniencing the actors? Like, (laughs) Yeah, your attention to detail is in the wrong places. 
Yes. Wink, yes, wink, exactly. hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, like try a little harder with the story and spend yeah. less time on buttons. Yeah, no one gives a shit about the buttons. How about you worry about the goddamn story? Jesus. I just love, I just love that. Well, it makes it difficult to go to the toilet, but and then the rest of the interview is him like talking about how excited he is that this movie could be the new big franchise. Like, <laughs> it came out before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't fault him for that. No, uh, like, there's actually there's a whole bit. It's actually pretty funny where they're like, "Oh, have you talked to the the child actors uh, on this yet?" About you know, like what what could that mean if the if this turned out to be the next big thing? And it's like, yeah, we've all kind of talked about it. But, you know, they're not really focused on it. The kids are so great; they're really focused on their work. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, poor mm. the poor the kids, poor kid, poor the kids. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, they'll never work again. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, it's either it's so, either drug rehab or you know yeah that's it yeah 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 <laughs> for for Dia here is the next uh, Macaulay Culkin I hope that's <laughs> right twenty years from now he'll get a resurgence and come you know come back with some indie films I'm here for it <laughs> we're ready yeah he's got a charming accent at least <laughs> yeah we're ready to shit on those two go ahead make <laughs> so then. Uh, Another fun, another fast fact here. Uh, Richie yeah, Harvey I don't Weinstein know how fun this is. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun at all. Uh, Harvey Weinstein was a producer, and we all know how that ended. Uh, Damn. <laughs> but this ties into the next couple of fast facts, too. So, the, like I said, uh, I think in Trailer Trash, I don't think we've said it yet in hmm. the episode here, but this movie, uh, the book came out originally in 2001, mm-hmm. and they they sold the film rights to the movie before the book came out. What? Yeah. That is awesome. Right? Like Owen Coffer. Well, is it awesome? Or like, could he have gotten way more money for it in 2020 money? And then, <laughs> that's true. 2019 money or whatever. That's, that's true too. It could have been like, I, how did that, how did he pull that off? That's good for I don't him. Know. Yeah. And I don't think he's known for other things. Like, I think this was his first big, big break. I, I don't know him at yeah. all. So. Yeah. Hmm. I think like th- this is his claim to fame um, and somehow before it even came out, sold the film rights to it. Uh, and they've been like on and off working on this movie for 20 years. Sounds about right. Development hell yeah. as they call it. Yeah. Some say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and uh, Owen, like it was delayed enough that Owen Coffer has jokingly stated that the movie would be finished two years after he died. <laughs> like he's not old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he isn't. But like, he knew it was never happening. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that I thought was pretty funny about it um, was, uh, so one of the early Weinstein attempts at a screenplay here, they they quoted him in an interview afterwards saying, it really wasn't an Artemis Fowl movie at all. Just using the name, it was truly horrifying. Uh, with each new director, my heart sank a little bit more. I was like, that's, hmm. that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying like, that this is? Yeah, like this is the good version? Yeah. Like what happened? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that, but a uh, couple more for you. Go for so, it. You're on a roll. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Thank you. Uh, another, <laughs> this is like another one for, for Kenneth, Kenneth Brenna being uh, weirdly controlling about details that don't matter at all. Hmm. Um, so, do they? well, yeah, maybe. So Dumbavoy Butler, right. Uh, which is uh, Nanzo Zoni's character here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the book, uh, so, a little thing that's mm-hmm. funny in the in the movie they explicitly say does not like to be called the butler, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, in at least I think it's the third book is when they reveal what his name is. They call him Butler, <laughs> <laughs> like the, like for the first like three books they call him Butler exclusively. <laughs> 
So maybe that was a nod to the, I don't know. <laughs> I got to say, like, I, maybe as fun as these books are, like, not overly creative. With no, <laughs> like, no, not at all. <laughs> but I, yeah, whatever. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, they, like, when they're describing him in the book, they describe him as, like, generally, like, Eurasian features, just kind of blends in generic guys so that whatever... Artemis Fowl adventures he goes on, like he can he can help blend in, um, do the crimes. And instead, they made they made his Nanzo's character like with this like bleach blonde hair and striking blue eyes that really yeah. don't fit with anything else. Like, why would you make him look like he stands out so much if the, if part of the core of the character is being able to blend in? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Uh... I, I'm like Kenneth Branagh. What happened to you? <laughs> Source, source material, you know, source material. Yeah, only a couple more here. I know. What I'm, else? Yeah, no, this is good. This is good. So we commented on it a little bit in the trailer trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love this little anecdote about Colin Farrell's suit. So Colin Farrell looks great in this whole movie. Um, when does he not? You know what I mean? Come on. Ex- exactly. When does he? Not? I was talking to Tice about it uh, in the movie where it was like, oh, he's like, she's like, well, he's the hot guy in that and like the hot guy in that. And I was like, well, I guess well, and she, she's like, well, he's the hot guy in every, it doesn't matter what he's in. He is the hot guy in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Nailed it. We were trying to figure out if he had been in, uh, if he had had children in another movie. <laughs> uh, if he had think- children in another movie? Yeah, I don't know. We settled on that he had. <laughs> um, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's wearing a Dolce & Gabbana suit that looks amazing. And so the, yeah. the costume department apparently met with him to, to like adjust the suit like you do when you're in a costume department. Mm-hmm. And it just fit perfectly. Because <laughs> of course it did. Like, come on. Like Colin Farrell can wear off the rack Dolce & Gabbana suits. And make it look good. <laughs> yeah, and make it look amazing. <laughs> He could have pulled a line from uh, Men in Black. I make this look good. <laughs> oh, great Will Smith, Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, what the the gnomish language? I believe they. I don't think they explicitly refer to it that as that in the movie. They usually say, I "Yeah, I don't remember." I think they said "elvish" actually a couple of times, which was weird because they're fairies. Some ish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't catch it, but. So annoying fast fact, annoying to me is that the, they like the books, they're children's books, right? So obviously there's illustrations here and there. Um, yeah. And there is like the fairy language. No, oh, I didn't cool. realize they're, are they're children's books or they're young adult books? No, they're young adult books, but like they still okay. have pictures a little bit. Like okay. not like, it's not a picture book, but <laughs> I'm trying to justify my reading habits here. It's like, and how old were you when you read these picture books? 12, 12. <laughs> uh, and so the, uh, it's, I think it's around, I'll have to go back and look at the book, but I'm like 99% confident that a, like a really cool detail about the book is around the outline of the page on each of the pages in the book mm-hmm. is like El, Elvish script or what, the Gnomish script. From yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The fairy, fairy it's, a, it's a fairy language though, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if, if you went back and translated all the stuff around the page, I don't mm-hmm. know, somebody probably has done it. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't matter. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> if you know the language, send us an email in the language. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> I will read it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they changed it for the movie. It's another, like, why would you do that? <laughs> um, so they, they just changed all the shapes. And then apparently, after the movie came out, new prints of the book have been altered with the new... <laughs> What? New character. Yeah. What? 
So like the copy that I have in storage up in New Hampshire somewhere, I was like, it's got the old original uh, Gnomish <laughs> script in it. It's going to be worth money someday, you know? No, it's not. <laughs> no, definitely not. This movie Especially tanked. not after this. Yeah, this movie tanked all of it. Tanked the entire <laughs> franchise. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then huh. the last one I'll do you here. Is... That's such a weird thing. That's that is that's weird. That's really right. Why, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> that is like that's pretty much that's yeah that's pretty much pissing in the Cheerios of all your fan base. <laughs> yeah. Like oh yeah, um, no buttons on the suit, and also. And also. <laughs> We're going to change the entire language that you read or, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know the language that, that uh, Owen Colfer has been working on for eight books in 12 years? Yeah. Scrap it. Fuck it. <laughs> let's, let's start over with the new one. Start over with the new one. You know, something that's a little more accessible. Yeah. No buttons this time. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the last one I got for you here is... Mm. During his interview with the therapist, I don't know if you noticed, but mm. Artemis doesn't blink. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but now it kind of ties in with my notes about that moment. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. That is weird. All right. And that's Fast Facts. <laughs> Extended Fast Facts edition. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into uh, tearing this movie apart. Um, yeah. Which, wait, right before we get into it, one yeah. more thing that I forgot to mention earlier. Yep. Uh so I Googled this and sent it to you. I was like, oh, I forgot this movie was two hours. On Google, little little Google fast fact goof mm. here. Mm. Uh, Google says this movie is an hour and 55 minutes. It's 95 minutes. Yeah. Google, <laughs> so, do your math. Come on. Yeah. Screw you, Google. <laughs> yeah. Fix your, yeah. Screw you. We want you on the podcast, but screw you. I actually, I actually submitted feedback <laughs> on Google. I was like, this is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> You've done this wrong. Uh, anyway, so it's only an hour and a half, thankfully. You know, it's it's good internet citizens like yourself that keep it safe. Right. It felt like a lot longer. Oh, all right. So tons of spoilers from here on for everything, for all of life, for the beginning and end of the universe. So be prepared for that. Yep. Okay. All right. So we get right into um, Disney logo, our entertainment overlords for the past, I don't know, ever? Yeah. Dawn of time. I don't know. When did uh, when did Snow White come out? Nineteen thirty-seven. Like, <laughs> yeah, Entertainment Overlords forever. So yeah, not ninety years or so. They they've got it all covered. So and they certainly mm -hmm. own our yeah. <sighs> Probably not the kind of money laundering we're used to. No, no, but there's definitely something going on. We know it. Yeah, big scale though. Big yeah, scale. You don't just keep frozen heads around and have nothing going on under the covers. <laughs> Yeah, I know we're a little bit controversial as a podcast, but something about the way they make movies for China. <laughs> That's where the money laundering's at. <laughs> that might be uh, questionable, debatable, questionable practices over there, but whatever. We'll let yeah. more important people talk about that. All right, um, so, so we get to that. And it opens up, we get a nice shot of Ireland and the foul Beautiful. house. Foul, the foul mansion, if Foul yeah. Manor, I believe foul, it's called. Yeah, I, I changed the name of it, by the way, uh, what I call the home many times. So the Foul Perfect. Manor, as it's probably known in the books, but I don't know. Well, and the movie. <laughs> if they're so, if they want to change what it sounds, if they want to change the source material, I'm going to change what it's called. So Foul Manor. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, beautiful. Like the, the saving grace of this movie is definitely all the shots of Ireland that we get. <laughs> Man, I'd uh, love to go back. Got to go back to the island, you know? Yeah, apparently they were doing a bunch of pre-shooting pre in Vietnam, which I... Were there Vietnam scenes in this movie that I missed? Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's sure. what I could, 
They're, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> like Nanzo Anozi was talking about it in the uh, in his interview. He's like, "Oh yeah, there's a scene where a, a young Artemis is on my back and we're driving a scooter through Ho Chi Minh City." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, uh, that, that wasn't it? The, that was was that, that hit, in the movie?" <laughs> no, that hit the editing cutting room floor. There, that's what that that's what that was. Yeah. That was a great vacation for Kenneth Branagh. Is what that was. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. <laughs> we're going to Vietnam. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Um, so then we're Ireland. In this, we get the beautiful shot of Ireland. We get the the, the foul manor there, um, and immediately just jumping into a bunch of news crews are around the home. Mm-hmm. They're talking about a bunch of high profile heists from museums, and basically yep. um, uh, Colin Farrell, who is dad foul, um, he's been pinpointed as the culprit as being the mastermind behind all these heists and stealing all these artifacts and stuff like that. Yep. In the in movie universe, like the way that they talk about. Artemis Fowl senior is the way they talk about like Richard Branson. <laughs> like, like, like he's like supposed like apparently he's a famous person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, famed antiquities dealer, Artemis Fowl. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> famed antiquities dealer, Indiana Jones. Sure. <laughs> He did save us from the Nazis. Fair, and then we get fair. a shot of shot of shot of Josh Gad, Josh Gad yeah. being arrested. Um we're so unsure. grimy. Yeah, so grimy. Grimy Josh Gad. Um and he's just being thrown into uh, you know, the the paddy wagon because we're in Ireland. Oh boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it is. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They they do they take him away. They take him away to this prison island. <laughs> Yeah, and then we're we're fast tracked to the MI6 interrogation unit, which looks like a bunch of fancy Airbnb unit, Airbnb units out in the ocean. Oh man, if I could rent a place like that, right, that would be amazing. Right, that's what I was thinking too. It was like there were just like little like houses on stilts out in the ocean. I was like, this looks cool. Yeah, outpost islands. Yeah, if they're all connected or something, there's that, that yeah. must exist. Our brains are are too small to fathom that, but I'm sure it exists, right? You're right. This is big brand thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We can't think that big. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to get up to Maine. I don't know. What's within, what's within three hours. Yeah, what's attached to the continent. <laughs> <laughs> is Canada a part of this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do I need a boat to get there? No, not usually. <laughs> Maybe in COVID times. I don't know. <laughs> can't get there from here. <laughs> As they say in man, <laughs> definitely can't. Um, so we're in these cool interrogation units, um, and uh-huh. Josh Gad being uh, interrogated by MI6, just a faceless person. I'm not sure if it matters, maybe for movie two, it might matter. Who knows? It doesn't matter. I hope there's not a second one <laughs> there. Yeah, God, even more fouler. What do, you, what do you think they're gonna do? Like, do you think they'll, they'll do you think they'll read? This is actually a real question. Do you yeah. think movie industry wise, they're going to see the reviews and realize we made a mistake and try to make it better or nope. Drop it. <laughs> They'll drop it. That's it. But, Cause like they have no way of knowing from box office totals, right? Like they can't say, Oh, well, you know, the movie was a piece of shit, but it was 120 million and we made 600 on it. So who cares? Yeah. Like, they can't I, do that for this. Well, but I think that I'm like all the streaming. I think they've got an idea of what, what, how much they made from the movies probably just, you know, being out there. And then when they released on Disney plus, I assume they've got some crazy internal metric. That's stupid. It makes only sense then, but yeah, I think they just drop it. I mean, it's 8% on Rotten Tomatoes and like 19% right. like audience review, like right. Fans aren't happy. What they'll do is they're going to, cause they probably still own the rights to it. They're going to wait like five years and then do a new one. Oh, reboot. Oh yeah. They'll, well, yeah. They'll actually probably just do like the right version that all the fans wanted. Oh, poor Freddy is shy. He'll yeah. be too old, man. Yep. 
Uh-huh. That's my He's guess. Good. That's what I would do if I was Disney, but pff, you know, you're totally right. Yeah. Or they'll just forget anyway. about it. Cause it's just, yeah, whatever. So we get Josh cat. He's uh he's talking away. He's talking about, um, I kept hearing it as the Oculus. So I'm going to keep talking it like it's the Oculus. Yeah. Facebook's and I'll keep Oculus. correcting you yep. and saying Aculos. Cause that's what it was. Uh, okay. So the Oculus was stolen and it's mm-hmm. so power. It's got so much powerful Jared, this thing. I don't know sure if you understand this. This thing is so powerful. It's got power that is so powerful that it's unimaginable. I know, I know. It can barely be imagined. I don't know what that means. So, Well, so this is another one from the book that's kind of fun. So Mm. the Aculos is not in the book. (laughs) Made out of whole cloth, presumably by Kenneth Branagh. Oh, really? Oh, this this isn't a thing from, this isn't book lore? Nope. Nope, not at all. (laughs) What? That's what I mean. There's nothing from the book that's, (laughs) there is in later books, there's a thing called the C-Cube, which is like a, it's a, they explain it as like a fairy supercomputer. Like they actually go into detail and explain what it is as opposed to this, where they just MacGuffin and say like, Oh, you can, you can't even imagine how powerful it is. (laughs) It's like, Like, Oh no, it's, it's just a very supercomputer supposedly in the book. (laughs) It's also such a cheap, that's such a cop out. It's just so powerful. It's unimaginable. Well, give me an example. Like like, what are we talking here? Like, yeah, like, you know, water into wine. Are we like, (laughs) what are we doing? Water into wine. We're talking parallel universe. Are we talking time travel? What do we got? Launch Russ's nukes. Yeah. What are are we talking here? Yeah. Give us something here. Give us a benchmark. Nope. Mm -hmm. Just unimaginable. So I can't imagine it. So fine. Great. This thing is useless then to me. Right. And the interrogator who's like, like he's got a real weird approach to the questioning that I don't care for. (laughs) He's like leading Josh Gad on to tell this story. Oh yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And and he was like, in the way it was started, like I felt like I was like in the trailer, I was like, Oh, Josh Gad's an ally. And I assume he is because it's Josh Gad. He's gotta be an ally. He can't be a villain. Sure. And he's just like giving away all the secrets here. He's just yapping away, which now makes sense at the end of the movie, but it's annoying. and I hate it. Yeah, I'm going to do this probably a lot throughout the whole podcast, but like the character of Mulch Diggums in the book is is actually kind of similar to the way Josh Gad played. Like that's one thing that's like fairly close, at least character wise, yeah, except yeah. for basically like he's just kind of a like a uh, happens to be assisting Artemis Fowl on a bunch of events. Like most of the time in the books, he spends uh, he like escapes from. Uh, Haven City, which we'll mm. get to eventually, yep. he escapes from Fairy World into our world and literally sits around in an apartment reading, watching Bond movies constantly. That's his thing. Watching Bond movies always. <laughs> sounds like, a, I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty much what I do today. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. He sounds amazing. He's awesome in the books. <laughs> well, at least that anyway. sounds like at least somewhat close to source material for the character. Cause he, I mean, he's, yes. he's, it doesn't say he's not like, Hey man, we're going to team up and do this thing. I mean, towards the end, he kind of does, but it's like, up until then, it's just kind of like he's doing things kind of for his own. He's a con artist, you know, right? He's just yeah. And of, I do like how they give him an appreciation for Earth things later, like yep. for you know surface world thing. Like I feel like Mulch Diggums is probably the closest to the book character, yeah, out of the entire movie. Yes, <laughs> and I would say like he in the movie, and I and I think we talked about this trailer trash. Like I'm not a fuck. I like I like Josh Gad, but I don't like him. I don't know why. Right. No one does. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, but I think, uh, if what kind of unlikable, he's just kind of unlikable. All right. So it's not just me then. Okay. No, that's right. right. When I said he's worse Jonah Hill, I mean, he's like, (laughs) you're like, oh, he's just like a less funny Jonah Hill. Great. But he's definitely, I don't need one. But he's, I guess, and this is a low benchmark, but he is the best part of this movie. Oh, by far. Right. Again, 
I think that's the screenwriter's fault. <laughs> yeah, they fucked it up. So gave he's the only good lines to him. <laughs> yeah. So then he's telling it. So it turns into him now telling the. So this is obviously this is at the end of the movie. He is or end of the story, and he's now telling the story of Artemis Fowl and what happens mm-hmm. leading all the way up to him being in prison. Yeah. Let me show you the infinite possibilities of magic. He uh, says. It's got a little brush of uh, the opening of Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. movies, a lot of other movies we've watched too. Where, yep. Let's start with telling you a little bit of you know uh, Kill uh, Chain. I was just gonna say <laughs> Kill Chain, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> start at the end. No one can just start in the middle of the story and just and just go. They have to be like. Well, this is the, it's a pretty Kenneth Branagh. It's a fun trip. I mean, I like it, but it's like uh, I guess now we've seen it so many times. It's like I don't know. Right. And this is where like it's another one of like Kenneth Branagh assuming the audience is too stupid to like play along with the movie. Like that's what I hate about. I think that they just tried to make everything neat and simple <laughs> uh, because because Kenneth Branagh has no respect for his audience. <laughs> like is what I've learned. <laughs> well, there is another factor which I wouldn't be surprised playing here. It's a Disney movie, and they wanted this to be their big new franchise. And this mm-hmm. is a thing where the big these big franchise movies they make them as dumb as possible, so it's easier yeah. for uh, translation for other countries, so other people can actually like. There's no context, like you lose. You're right. You're that's right. actually that's a big thing. So I wouldn't be surprised this movie just got like stripped of all of its kind of interesting yeah. source material facts, and we're like, now let's just make this a real simple thing that any kid from anywhere in the world could be like, I could be a hero. So. Yeah, the whole script is exposition. Like they yeah. just, they. I'd say it a bunch. They read the book basically oh, or try or, or read the script, I guess, because they don't read the book. Yeah. So then we get, um, so, uh, uh, Josh Gad, Mulch Diggums, right? He's mm-hmm. kind of now our narrator throughout the rest of the movie, kind of set that tone. He's telling the story of, of little foul and big foul and the, and the story that's about to unfold in front of us. Yeah. We get um, Irish music playing. Which thanks subtitles. Yeah, we get a little Irish music playing, and then the story begins. In the I, I was like, "Holy wink, wink, <laughs> nod, nod here!" But and it starts with Josh Gad literally saying, and "The story begins in the most magical place on earth." <laughs> I was like, "It's <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's love letter to Ireland." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or it was like Disney's love letter to itself. <laughs> it was like really, really the most magical place on earth, uh, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's Ireland, right? Right. I interpreted it as a as a Christian Hadenson love letter to Toronto style. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got a uh, little foul. He's just showing off his surfing skills, which we saw a cut of in the trailer. And he's just you know doing his uh, best point break as he can. He's yeah, just crushing it out there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which does not seem safe. <laughs> um, and then we get like a ton of. Uh, still Josh Gad is, I think he's still narrating at this point. He, he's constantly, yep. he's basically just going a ton of exposition about how smart this kid is. Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and just like every other kid, he hates school. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm not a genius and I hated school. So sure. Right? I actually like school. <laughs> I'm pro school, I guess. Damn it. <laughs> That's weird. <Yeah>, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Yeah, I was good at it. That's why. The only reason I liked it is I was good at it. <laughs> yeah, I was terrible at it. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe, no. Okay. Uh, so then we get, uh, we cut to a little file uh, with this therapist. Go yeah. Ahead. And I love, well, right before they introduce the therapist, professing his 
uh, smartness, I guess, is Josh Gad saying he even cloned a goat and named him Bruce. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Why, why would you include that? <laughs> did, you, did you not do that in the books? He didn't clone a no, goat? No, of course not. No. <laughs> There's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Stupid. So then we get our first kind of one-on-one with Lil Fowl here, and this is like introducing him. He's talking to his therapist, which is like, what a great way for exposition just to unfold and you t- yeah. talk about all the behind the scenes stuff, right? Yep. It's a scene with your therapist. Yep, exactly. And um, they don't do they don't do that. No. <laughs> they don't. They set it up. You're like, "Oh, great. They can tell us what the movie's about." And then they don't bother. No. No, and it's also just mostly all I got of it was like, "Man, this kid's this kid's a dick. I don't like him." Yeah. Immediately. This is the first time I've met your main character, and I think he's a total dick, and I don't want to watch this movie anymore, and I don't yeah. like him. Well, the, the therapist <laughs> asks him who who he respects as an equal. He talks about how his biggest problem is like, well, I don't, I don't think that you respect anyone. You know, who are the people that you actually respect? He's like, well, <laughs> Albert Einstein, his theories were usually correct. <laughs> usually, like, <laughs> dick. Okay. <laughs> And I, this is when I remembered watching this a second time. I had completely forgotten how bad the script was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's know. terrible. Um, and then we get like a little, be, like a little understanding. I think this is—is is this the only time we get any um, comments about his mother? Uh, yes. Yeah. When he's like, "Oh, yeah, your is- mother was a nice woman too." Sorry about her loss. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. I don't. They don't straight out say that she died, right? But like. They pretty explicitly say that she died. They like they definitely okay. killed her off in this movie, and that's another interesting thing too. Totally different from the book. I was gonna say because my thought was like, oh, maybe maybe the mom is involved is like, uh, you know, yeah, that would be awesome if the mom was the villain or something cool. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, maybe the mom is a villain. Maybe she's like a fairy that you know, human and fairy, nope. like Colin Farrell's character saw her, and like you're not supposed to see the fairies, and they had a kid, and like that's why he's so smart and awesome. Best yeah. of both worlds. No, Colin Farrell fucking a fairy is way more interesting. <laughs> than what they did here you uh, saying that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah way more interesting than what they did here. you saying that line was way more interesting calling pearl fucking a fairy yeah the alliteration is through the roof on that one it's perfect i love it um <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but they in the books in the books his mother's alive Her, his mother's a, a central character his so in the this, it's gonna blow your mind here on the yeah. on the on the plot. Uh, spoilers for ourselves here. The the when I said in trailer trash that they kind of merge books one and two with this movie. Yeah, his dad is the one who's not a character in the books. His dad is only in the third book or the second book, uh, and that's Wait, like what? His dad's absent. That's the whole point. His dad's like gone on a business on a trip to wherever. Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. His mom is the, his mom's the one who raises him, and she like loses her mind. She goes crazy, and that's a huge plot point of like uh, later on in in book like five or six, she, he like has the uh, fairies try and restore his mother's sanity. Like, like the mom's an interesting character. <laughs> wow, this is wow. That is yeah. okay. And the dad, the dad is only in the second book. Like he's he's literally an absent the entire series Wait, nothing to came, do with anything <laughs> and this came out in 2020 but it was the books were written in 2001 it was in development hell yep. forever they didn't know what to do with it probably because they're like this is weird what do right. we do with this right and then yep. 
then I think everyone's been fired up over like the last three, four or five years about like the father, son, father, daughter storylines, right? And every movie yep. that's out there, you know, Logan, like all these movies that hit it big with that. And then they're like, boom, yep. we got it. Bring the father in, Colin Farrell. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is like a 2003. Like uh, you can read those notes from Disney directly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pieced it together. Exactly. I'm thinking like they're working on this in 2003. They're like, they, you know, Disney ESPN connection probably hired, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh as an advisor. And he was like, ah, <laughs> oh, we can't, we can't Murphy Brown this and have a single mom be the main character here. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. You're right. <laughs> and they kept that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's make had, this about the man. Well, the man's had, important. <laughs> he had HW there as a producer. So he probably had some stupid <laughs> fucking ideas too. <laughs> Yeah, terrible. So the mom is supposed to be interesting. Okay. And instead, they kill her immediately. <laughs> like, oh, shame, shame about your mother. <laughs> Solves that problem. <laughs> Clinging our hands with this one. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so pretty much all I got out of this scene was that he's a dick and broken families make shitty kids. That's what I got out of this whole thing. So seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Shout I got. Shout out to broken family listeners out there. Send us an email. We know we've you're not shitty. <laughs> we've, t- we've talked about it before, but yeah, that's pretty much what they're hinting at with this. Like his dad's never around. His mom is dead. Yeah. We're pro broken family on this podcast, man. Absolutely. Yeah, any family is an okay family. Yeah. Yes. Wish you the best. All right. So then we move on to little <laughs> A little foul and big foul. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a little montage of, because uh, little foul was talking about how much he, you know, he spent his time with his dad and they're walking around the man, uh, the mansion, the manor there. Um, yeah, I, te- I teared up a little bit in this part. Colin Farrell doing his great job of looking interested in his son. It's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telling all these great things, talking about fairies and goblins and all this stuff. Hey, you know. Uh, yeah. um, oh, wait, this is one thing I meant to look up. Is How tall is Colin Farrell? <laughs> is he really short or is Ferdia Shaw really tall? Um, I think Colin Farrell is probably like five nine, five ten. Really? Because the yeah. kid looks real tall. <laughs> I mean, He's I don't 5'10". know. You're right. He's five ten. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, wow. I'm in a club. Five ten. We're all in it. It's a Facebook sure. group. We're all in called Five Ten. Yeah, like hair club for men. Yeah, it's called not tall enough. It's called just average. Yeah, it's called regular. <laughs> regular, not tall enough. <laughs> yeah, so slightly above average. <laughs> slightly above. Um, so there's a anyway. montage of father son activities. They're getting along. Stuff is cool. And then they're sitting on the couch. You're talking. Colin Farrell's basically like, Hey, I gotta go on another business trip. You gotta yeah. stay, leave you here alone is manner. Real um, cat's cradle vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get like the, the, the heart punch of a line from the kid. All I really want to believe is to believe in you. Mm-hmm. Or all I really want is to believe in you mm-hmm. from the kid to his dad. Uh Tear my heartstrings. Right Just there. get the baseball gloves, go outside, and have a catch, would you? Already? Right. Come on. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, nope. And I also. <laughs> He's an helicopter. <laughs> Smell you later. Smell you later, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and I, I love how the, like, the dad is explicitly telling him this whole montage, the dad's explicitly telling him fairies are real. You know, peace between the humans and the fairies was won at this very house. Yeah. And like in art and Artemis Jr. is just like, ha good one. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm telling you. That just gives a genius. Like I've, right? I've, like, I've heard this. I've, I'm like, I'm listening to your dad. Your dad's telling you everything right now. He's giving you the whole plot. <laughs> like, what do you think? He's lying to you? Like, you're a genius. You see through the fake, you know, the lies. Like, <laughs> yeah, so sad. And he's like begging to go with his dad. Take me with you, dad. I can help on whatever adventures we're doing. He's like, no, son. <laughs> nope. 
not this in the helicopter without you and getting in the driveway helicopter without you (laughs) yeah right i'm out of here and then he gives him this irish goodbye speech which is just like a uh like an old irish uh thing yeah well shout out to matt uh my my friend matt has that tattooed on his arm the may the the road rise to meet you yeah yeah Ah, Um, that's awesome yeah, it's a cool, it's like a really cool Irish blessing. It definitely. Know? Oh, um, Irish blessing. That's what, that's what I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. And they and they pissed me off because they acted was, like nobody knew what it was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, yeah, no one knows who wrote it. You're like, well, no one knows who wrote it because it's just an old Irish blessing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it is the the Irish blessing. I <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Um, so that's that. So dad's off. Yeah. Traversing the planet. Um, Artie's left at home, little, little foul. And then we get to the next day. Uh, yeah, I think so. And so, so far, the movie's pretty good. Like, little Artie's out there looking after him with binoculars. Like, I'm, I'm invested in the father-son story that I assume will play out as Colin Farrell will inevitably be a main character in this movie, right? Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You and killed mom. Next- you killed mom. I mean, can you... Can you- <laughs> The next time we see Colin Farrell is like an hour from now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like him just being like, help me or don't help me, son. It's too yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Villain, explain the plot a little for me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's our Colin Farrell imitation. We did a good Amy Adams one, I think a while back. We've done a couple more since then, but this one is a, uh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, 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 villain, tell me the story again. What's your plans? It's like a Ray Romano, <laughs> Kermit like the Frog. Ray, it's like Ray Romano meets Kermit the Frog. Frog meets Fat Albert. Kind of right. He's perfect. Um, all right. So next day, this is kind of like the call to action moment here. If we're going to get yep. all you know movie analysis, but um, so we we meet a new character, um, Dom Butler. Right. Sure. Don't don't call him the Butler. Don't call him the Butler. <laughs> uh but don butler um doesn't like being called the butler that seems completely reasonable well yeah the first the first three books exclusively known as not even the butler butler his name is just his last name his last name is what he's known as yeah uh, and actually it's it's kind of cool they don't go into it like that's the other thing is there's so much interesting lore in the books that they could have done anything with and they skipped all of the good parts and just yeah. accentuated the shitty parts. Like, look, I mean, the mother's a good one. Dom is another good one. So the, the, in the, in the books, Artemis Fowl comes from a long line of criminals, right? And he's yeah. like carrying on the criminal tradition. That's his thing. He's, he's a, he's a bad character yeah. uh, who slowly learns morality over time. Yeah. And the butlers are go back generations working w- alongside the Fowl family as like bodyguards they're all bodyguards so like Don's why didn't dad, they explain that in the they, i know they, yes like you've seen it twice i saw it once i don't know if they ever touched on that but it don't, doesn't feel like nope. they did nope not at all like you can kind of, they allude to it in part like you can see as they're walking through the manor there's like portraits of the foul clan and also the butlers alongside them yeah. like dom's dad was artemis senior's bodyguard and dom is is the younger's bodyguard, yep, right? Yep, yep. And like they're just like a lot like a long line of of bodyguard relationships, I guess. Hmm. And they like study at the, it's like they it's like they have a whole backstory onto themselves. Like they make 
Dom Butler, a cool character in the book where they like explain how he studied martial arts in uh, like Vietnam or wherever. And he's like learning Kendo and like all this other stuff. And, like their sworn duty is to protect the fouls. And it's like, like it's a whole story. <laughs> it could be way more interesting. And they fucked it up. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we meet Dom. <laughs> so we meet Dom the Butler. Um, and then we get a uh, um, uh, little file. He's walking around, whatever hanging out and there's a news break on the TV uh, that big file has been involved in some of the biggest robberies in the last 10 years. I think it was or whatever. Yep. Authorities on a worldwide manhunt, which manhunt for, yeah. How do you conduct a worldwide manhunt? First of all, (laughs) what kind of statement is that? (laughs) Again? (laughs) Oh, Oh yeah. We're just searching everywhere on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) No biggie. Yeah. Uh, You Um, know, news and also i don't know if you caught this but when they're showing it on the news the you know the boat that he was on that he disappeared from the yacht or whatever yes uh that's that's a a key part of the books too and another thing that like a little thing that they changed for no reason that the name of the boat is the owl star and in the in the books it's the foul star like why would you why would you change that (laughs) (laughs) what is i don't know it's infuriating. <laughs> Is that supposed to be like a nod to like the fans of the book, but like also like a a weird not nod? I don't know. That's <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you what Kenneth Branagh's thinking. <laughs> anyway, so um, Revelation, his dad is now on a worldwide manhunt because those things happen. Um, yep. He drops his milk in slow mo. I was kind of waiting for the Kobayashi thing on the bottom of the, <laughs> the bottle to pop up. Um, yep. and then, and then he's not a criminal. He's my dad. my dad and he's freaking out. And then Dom's holding him back. I'm like, from what? <laughs> it's his house. It's his TV. Let him punch it. I don't the know. TV. Yeah, like, yeah. What's he holding him back know. from? And he locks, but him also like this scene was great. I get like, this kid is a decent actor. Like the, yeah. the, the he's not a criminal. He's my dad part was so believe he was really acting well in that scene. It wasn't terrible. Oh, come on. Give him a little more credit than that. No. No. <laughs> Sorry for Dia Shah. I tried. <laughs> you will not get it here for Dia, if that's your real name. Um, yeah. and then, We're probably pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we, get a, we get a phone call. Right. Because Artemis Jr., I presume. Um, hello. <laughs> Art- Artemis Jr., yeah, Mr. Bond. <laughs> do you, do you, hello, Mr. Bond. <laughs> no, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I expect you to die. Um, the villain calls because I don't know. I guess Armist Fowl must be listed in a phone book. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, remember the peace. The peace between fairies and humans was brokered at the Fowl Manor. So clearly, they they know the Fowls. Oh, uh, right. Which I have gripes with because they pretend they don't later, but that's a separate thing. <laughs> whole separate issue yeah um so the villain calls and um basically sets the uh the whole the whole story in motion even more right right the core is find the oculus or you'll never see your father again the what and the then, oculus you mean yeah yeah the oculus and then doesn't explain to him what that is <laughs> which i'm like this is so stupid why wouldn't you tell him what the device is she's like you're a clever boy figure it out <laughs> all right okay okay <laughs> Um, so cool. Plot's kind of set in motion. Criminal's like, go get it, go do it. Um, and then, uh, Dom shows him the secret cellar. Yeah. Come with me. I'll show you 
uh, I'll show you everything. I'll and show this you is another more. one. Go for it. We're like the book is pretty short. <laughs> like we're not we're not trying to adapt to Harry Potter here, and I think that they did a really good job adapting Harry Potter. Right? Like mm-hmm. universally universally loved generally. Um, uh, yeah, I think those movies did pretty fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, I'm no expert, but I've heard the Harry Potter movies made a buck or two. <laughs> and I'm gonna throw out there—I haven't even seen all of them, but I know people love them. So, <laughs> pretty sure Emma Watson almost retired this year. <laughs> she's like, she's she's my age. She's like 32. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They um, anyway. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, they did all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and instead, they're just like. They don't, they don't, they rush this movie so much. Everything in this is so fast. Like there's no, they could have, they skipped over all of the interesting details and then, um, and then everything else they just mushed together. So yeah, you're right. This is when Dom's like, oh, and here's the basement. (laughs) Here's a secret basement. Yeah. Secret dungeon, but your dad has all kinds of weird artifacts and stuff. (laughs) And it was basically the cellar of exposition because as soon as they walked down there, I was just like, Wow, he's just telling him everything. I mean, I guess, or us. He's telling all of us everything. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's like, they're talking about locating his father's journal. And like, of course, he has a private journal because, like, the only thing uh, Don makes a big point about how your father told me everything, well, except his private journal. <laughs> Obviously. And, it, is. and then, and, oh, oh, go ahead. No, no. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, maybe we were saying the same thing, but is this where he. So he comes down this the secret dungeon for the first time, but yes. he but it's like he knows everything that's down there. Yes. Is this where he like finds he like he finds like the journal and like the Irish blessing book and then like it's just like oh here's a yeah. lamp that's right here it's all right and it's like wait <laughs> like wait a second where do I find the secret journal let me open this drawer that's the third one down. <laughs> so I was like I was like I don't did I miss something here or is this just moving really quickly that he just knows where yeah. like everything's going on. Nope. You missed nothing. It's as if Dom didn't even know where the light was. And he was just like, oh, there's a light there. <laughs> he didn't. He like explicitly said like, well, I don't know anything about your father's secrets. <laughs> and the like, kid's little file is just like, boop, now it's all right here. It's like, oh, okay. I guess we got to get this plot moving a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. And he's talking about how the foul men for generations have been protecting the world, which like, this is not, this isn't, this isn't from the book at all. The core premise of the movie has nothing to do with the book. Yeah. Like, he like the 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 foul men. I don't even know if the I'm trying to remember back. I don't even think the foul men going back generations know about the fairy world. Like oh really? Like I, think that's, I think that's a young Artemis thing. Even like he like they're not they're definitely not trying to save the world. They're just trying to steal shit from fairies. Like he's yeah. in the in the first book he's painted as enemy number one for the fairies. Fairies, which in the book they're called the people. Yeah. Um, they just call him the people, but he's, he's painted as enemy. Number one, like hates the fairies. They don't get along with each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's stealing their technology constantly. <laughs> I love it. That sounds awesome. That sounds like fun. Yeah, It's great. That's why the books are awesome. <laughs> and this movie sucks. <laughs> um, and then, so things are moving pretty quick and he's discovering all this stuff. And then, but he discovers where the, where his father's diary is based on the, the Irish blessing that he was telling him. And I was right. like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> little foul. I know you're a genius, but the rest of us aren't here. How did you, you just knew? He's like, hmm, may the road rise to meet you. May the window is be at your back. Mm, I bet it's hmm. the third drawer. On third drawer. The second- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must and- be what my father was saying. <laughs> and the light is two clicks above. Like, what? 
I was like, this is. <laughs> well, that was, and like they, they do a ton of exposition there where, where, um, where Dom is saying, well, he told me everything. I never heard of this Aculos. It's possible that, uh, is it possible that he gave you a clue of where to start? <laughs> It's like oh, they're reading the script to us. He's like, well, he never told me how to start, but he may have told me how to end. have mentioned something. He's like, hmm, may the rose ride to meet you. May the, ro- may the road, may the road. Ro- R is the 17th letter of the alphabet. And then the Dewey system, Dewey decimal system works. It's like, that's pretty much what he gave him. He just, like, the poem was a, a complicated Dewey decimal system in a secret cell that no one fucking knows about. So just, right. Why go through that? And also, so Dom, uh, Dom. First of all, Dom is not Irish. Dom's doing a British accent, which yes. is his own accent. Uh, mm. He's a British guy. <laughs> uh, he in in the in that interview that I was reading earlier, they they asked him about that. They're like, "Oh, is it weird being the British guy when all the other people were Irish?" And he's like, "Well, I didn't want to be a caricature and do an Irish accent." <laughs> That's uh, okay. Fair enough. But nonetheless, yeah. he's asking him like, oh, who wrote this poem already? <laughs> Dom, like you're Come from man. you're from the Isles. Yeah. <laughs> more more or less. Like, how do you not you haven't heard this May the Road Rise Meet You thing? Yeah, you're like one over. I yeah, mean exactly. Don't care for it. <laughs> so and this is when we get more narration from Josh Gad, which I hate. <laughs> I I'm like mixed on this too, because it's like, do we need this? No, it's the lazy way of making a movie. We know that. Right. We definitely know that, right? It's like, it's okay to start it, I think, with that. And I think that's fine. Like, like we said, it's a super, you know, whatever. It's a thing that everyone does with starting, like, I'm going to tell you a little story. And okay, that's fine. Everyone's been doing that. It's fine. But then you can stop right. the narration and just let the story happen and let right. the actions that happen within the world, like, explain to the audience what's fucking happening. <laughs> exactly not have him exactly. just chime in and just be like just in case you didn't know this character is fucking awesome this character is what he does it's like yeah the only movies that i like narration are like fight club where there's like a he's having a mental break and that's why it's there's a narrator at all like <laughs> like it makes sense in that context in this context not so much <laughs> and they're like going down to haven city now right where they're uh, explaining to you about how the fairies have lived in this underworld community for centuries or who knows how long yep um talking about the aculos and how that supposedly does something important i don't know like none of it made sense <laughs> no, just... uh, and i'm already kind of confused i've seen this movie twice now and i'm still confused <laughs> of like what were you going for on the plot here <laughs> yeah like what what are we doing here what are we what yeah. are we actually doing we just like pan around fairy world a bunch which is called haven city apparently uh, unclear if there are other cities in fairy world. Is, is that what it was called in the books? Yes. Okay. One thing from the book, which, uh, <laughs> besides the name Artemis Fowl. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Is the name Haven tell City. me at least that was in the book. Yeah. I know Haven City is a, as a thing. Uh, Holly Short is a character who we'll get to in a second. Yep. Um, well, I think that's so, where we're at right now, right? So we get the, the whole, we understand what Haven City is and Josh Gad's kind of narrating like what this world is and how it's existed and that we, it's been underneath earth, you know, for thousands of thousands of eons of centuries and yep. whatever. And the one line that I do like from Josh Gad narration was like the, uh, this is my favorite part, mainly because I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, aw. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, so then we meet um, Officer Short, Holly Short, who is a fairy. Um, she works for the fairy godmother. Well, I don't know. What, what is it? What are they? Are they like a police? So actually, right. Like, 
I feel like you skipped a little bit here. Uh, before we meet Holly Short, we get to that we're in prison. <laughs> like we're in the prison line with Josh Gad. Um, uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we, okay, that's true. I guess where we he's do. talking about how he's a giant dwarf and not a, not a regular dwarf. And, yeah, I think, my, I think uh, my, my lines are mixed up there, but yeah. And this is when they get him on tunneling and entering is his crime. <laughs> All right. A little teeny. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And they give him 400 years That's in so prison much. for teeny. That's so much. That's so many years. Well, how long does, how long does a giant dwarf live for? No one really knows. Yeah. I mean, the fairies live for at least hundreds of hundreds of years. So 400 is yeah. right. Presumably, but like that could be half a dwarf's life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he does a bunch of that stuff. He talks about how art is art and great art is never really understood. Um, and this is when he's talking to Holly, he meets Holly for the first time and he's just like, uh, or he doesn't meet Holly for the first time. He knows her. Um, and he's like, think about my children. And Holly just says, Which, there was no single, any. well, so I, like, I don't, I assume in the books, like that was built up, like, or you, was that just like, they were just buddies and you just knew it? Like, yeah, I don't I mean, think it's fine in a movie like, like, oh, okay, they know each other. That's fine. So she's part of the fairy law and he's an out, you know, he's a, a, a con artist, outlaw. but outlaw. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. In the, in the book, it's not quite like that, but it's not no. egregious. But this is also the same part where I was like, oh man, Josh Gad might be the best part of this movie. Oh, yeah. for sure. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Damn it. Not what you want. <laughs> what happens then no more so we get we we understand what the fairy world is we understand josh gad's kind of character a bit more what he is uh you know uh giant dwarf uh thief con artist um we we meet holly short officer holly short major character in in the story Um, we cut to fairy prison and then we cut to yes well before that though do we have do we have a the the villain planning moment or did i that's that is the villain planning moment so that's where that's when uh, you know we get Kudjin shows up, who's a terrible character. <laughs> is that a character in the books as well? I mean, I don't know. Or... He is a character in the books, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but kind of different. Um, yeah, yeah. So the villain, basically, the villain basically just shows up uh, to a prison set up with this character, and it's just like, hey, who is an officer in? Was in... an officer, right? Was. Got, this was really confusing. Uh, cor- this so this was really confusing for me because it was like. So this character is in like this prison cell and the villain comes in and was just like, all right, Hey, I've got a job for you. You're going to go <laughs> infiltrate the command, the, the fairy police department, basically whatever, let's call it that. And right. I want you to infiltrate and do what I tell you to do. Right. I was like, who is this person? Who is this? Who is like, how are they important? Like, how are they going to just, Hey guys, I'm back. Like, it looks like he's been here for a very long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. At least a bit. Um, and he is, he was court-martialed from his post. Like that was his thing. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Okay. And so they were like, Oh, the villain's like, I already took care of it. You're being reinstated. It's like, wait, why? <laughs> like, why is any of this happening? <laughs> yeah. Like would um, anyone who like saw him be like, weren't you court-martialed? Yeah. Yeah. And I love the, he's like, who are you? My fairy godmother. And I was like, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. Uh. I get it, but come on. <laughs> you guys don't like human culture down here. All right, so then we're off to Fairy Command. We're at the uh, fairies gathering. And poor Dame Judy Dench. Uh, they make they make her sound like Josh Gad. So yeah. like, every line she's delivered, she's like, mm, I got something in my throat that's like real weird and uncomfortable for all of us. But And then every now and then she would just she'd break into like, oh, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sorry, I meant uh, come over here. <laughs> there is definitely a moment where like Josh Gad definitely cannot keep with the voice, and like later yeah. in the movie he just loses it. I'm like, I think he's just being Josh Gad now. I think because he's making '80s references, he's getting really excited, and he's just talking like Josh Gadwood. Yeah. They both um, do. So basically, Judy Dench is playing uh, M from James Bond, but in Fairyland, yeah. pretty much. I think that was intentional, as far as I know. Oh yeah, it seemed. I mean, yeah. Homage to M. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because she's just like the lead there and that's how it's going. Um, yeah. She also had like when she first comes up, she starts speaking. It's like she kind of sounds like the villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like maybe it's subtle trying to throw us off. I was like, no, there's no way because the villain does no. not look like Judy Dench. So the movie's not that smart. <laughs> no. Um, and then there's a bunch of her blah, 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 blah. We got to get the Oculus Rift before. Yeah. Um, and this is when anyone else does. I wish there was like a little uh, counter in the bottom left of the screen every time they said Ac because they say Aculos a thousand times. A gajillion <laughs> fucking times. Like more than Al Pacino says fucking Scarface. Like way more. <laughs> it's so wow. true. It's yeah. so true. Uh, they just beat you over the head with it, trying to remind you that like, oh, in case yeah. you read the books, remember, it's not part of the books. Remember? <laughs> Yeah, usually MacGuffins are just kind of like mentioned and it's like, okay, we know this is this thing, whatever. And then yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, and then she go. talks about how like, uh, you know, if you disobey and I'll have you imprisoned and she's like switching out of the in and out of the gravelly voice uh, that I don't care for. <laughs> it's not the not the best moments um and then we get a little we kind of i think we also get like a little bit uh of backstory for uh officer holly short here yeah we catch do. up with, catch up with judy dench uh commander root and right. it's just like uh good in the book is a man that not that it matters really but like just like one more change for kenneth brennan to make <laughs> one more change <laughs> why not <laughs> Uh, and they well, kind of blend. There's, there's two characters in the book. There's a, there's Commander Root, and then I can't remember the name of the other character. The other character is like the military leader that or police leader that like is an ally to them. Hmm. And Commander Root is not. Commander Root is like pretty explicitly not an ally for most of the series. Uh, and it's this other. And so they blend the two into this Judy Dench character. Yeah, because I was gonna say like she doesn't seem like an ally at all, but then right. kind of starts turning a bit. Right, and I that's think, right towards the end. It's like. Right. They blended her with another character for the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, we get a little backstory for, for for Officer Short. She, um, we, and actually insight for major plot point, but she wants to find her father, Beechwood Short. Yep. Um, she's only 84 years old. Only She's only 84. Young a looking ripe. 84. <laughs> yeah. She's 12 going on 84. Yep. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. So we get a little insight that she wants to go find the, uh, no, she wants to go find her father. She basically wants to clear her father's name because I don't think we learned that just yet, but that her father was um, part of, we don't think we learned that yet from the movie, right. do we? absconds with the uh the aculus and that's yeah, yeah how we got how we got in this mess in the first place yeah <laughs> so everyone looks at her as being kind of like should we trust her she's the daughter of a you know her dad's a traitor right all right so we go back to the foul coop um we get we more narration we, more narration uh and then we we meet dom's niece juliet butler right who in the books is his younger sister <laughs> That's a okay. 
<laughs> so a bit of a shift, but yeah, I don't know why. Why? Why was? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like the changes that Kenneth Branagh. I'm assuming Kenneth Branagh again. The changes that Let's they just made say they, stupid. but I mean he. I mean he's the director, so but yes, right. it should be the blame should be put on him. But at the same time, to make a movie, you know, a lot of people are involved. Yeah. It's Disney, That's so. True. But, but like, why they. change the stupid things like that? Like, yeah. why change that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Could have just as I mean, I think it's because their ages were too different. Like the actor Nanzi, uh, maybe is like Nanzo's a little bit too old to be older. Bro- I don't know. I don't know. It's they, they, you can movie magic this situation to make it make sense. So we meet uh, Juliet right. Butler. Um, she's just as badass. She's pretty cool. Yep. Um, she's also the same age as as uh, as Artemis. Right. A little foul. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be. I think the two of them are gonna team up, and this will be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun yeah. adventure for like two, you know, two kids or like friends, and like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Cool. Go go kick ass. Spoilers. It's not. It's not. You'll, no. it's, you'll appreciate this. So in the in the books, uh, she's the younger sister. She ends up becoming a pro wrestler in America. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's what, the books are so good. Like they're so weird. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely weird. <laughs> Um, all right. So, um, Denise, uh, Juliet Butler, um, I'm, I'm like already all in this guy. I'm like, this is a fun character. It's great. What a great introduction to this character. And then you have like Dom, who's like kind of like a mentor and maybe he'll, he'll pass away. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's Julia and Artemis and the father and the, you know, they're gone. The elders are gone. They got to like, you know, mm-hmm. find fend for themselves. This is not at all what happens, <laughs> no. which seems way more interesting. Um, yes. and we got little foul basically doing research on fairies, um, yep. which is basically him doing a Google search image search and he's just looking at pictures. But yeah. And he, I was I also know. talking about how like, <laughs> Oh, he's assuming he's assuming the fairies are going to be helpful. You're like, wait a second. Didn't your dad teach you anything? Fairies are tricksy bastards. Like you're right. like the premise of the books holds here where tr- like the fairies are not here to be on your side. <laughs> I don't know. No, not at all. Um, but like at this yeah. point we're half an hour into the movie and I feel like we're at least we're cruising. Like it's moving, right? It slows yeah. down way, way more. <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does. No, I think, I mean like the pacing is, it's fine. Like there's some awkward moments, but it's not like, I don't know. It's not like, well, this is really that terrible, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think as like someone who has, who hasn't read the book. So I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue. Like, I mean, I, I, I would say I know what's going on, but it's like, I, I don't know. Some characters, I'm like, this This just all seems a little weird. Yeah, well, think about it this way. That's what you say as a person who hasn't read the books, and that's right. exactly what Kenneth Branagh was trying to say. And, like, <laughs> it, still, it still didn't matter. He was like, well, you know, for someone who's not familiar with the books, isn't that a little unbelievable? Like, let's make it. A, and you're like, no, you didn't no. fix it. Yeah. <laughs> you, made it, you made it even worse and uninteresting. <laughs> right. I mean, if the books are that interesting, the source material is that interesting, like, and if you just use that as the blueprint and stay as close as you can to that, someone like me who has never read the books will see this movie and be like, I want to read these books because I'm sure there's so much more lore and so yeah. much more like backstory and like totally uh, all sorts of characters who probably aren't in the movie that had to cut or merge into like now I'd be interested in reading the books. I have it's no like interest. a le- like a less smart Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how I position like there is like a lot of cool lore in the books that makes sense and it's like really interesting. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so then we, so we shift from there. We get, um, I, I assume you're done with all that, right? We're good there. Yeah, and good we're, yeah. Now we move on to, um, back to like the ferry to Haven city pretty much. Right. And yeah. we meet a centaur Foley. Yeah. Which Axel, like, Axel Foley, <laughs> like knowing, <it's> a, <laughs> yeah, Axel, knowing what I know from reading the books, uh, like I'm not surprised that like, this is a magical world where there's all kinds of different creatures and whatever else. Um, they don't in the movie. They, it seems like they're pretty explicitly calling this a fairy world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And, and it seems like as far as like the, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, hegemony goes here is like, it's fairies are on top of this universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the sense I got, but I also, I mean, it's called Haven city. So I was like, well, it's a Haven for everyone. So for I mean, they had, or, yeah, I mean, they, well, they had little creatures like, you know, earlier on. So it's like, okay, it's, it's called Haven city. The fairies are definitely top of the food chain, but like it's, you know, yeah. locked down, yeah. but open to everyone else, you know? Fair. Yeah. But, but like, where does the centaur yeah. fit in? I don't know. I, I want an inventory of all of the magical creatures that yeah. are available in this universe. Right. Yeah. Cause centaurs are pretty weird creatures. Yeah. I never met one, but I mean, so we meet Foley. He's a centaur. <laughs> Yeah, which full did you pick so it's a funnier joke with the subtitles on. It's not funny if you don't have the subtitles on. Uh, they they spelled it F O A L Y. Uh I okay. misspelled it in my notes, but uh, but like full, like a like oh. a baby horse. <laughs> that's right, that's, that's his name. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's that's stupid. And like I said, you wouldn't know that unless you read the subtitles. Read, read the subtitles. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, anyway, so Foley. we get so we're, we meet Foley. He's kind of the technical. He's like the um, uh, support ops. He's tech ops for Judy Dench's character, pretty much, right? Yeah, he's like the Q. If uh, if Judy Dench is M, he's the Q, right? Wow. I wonder if this is all just lifted from James Bond and just a fantasy world of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's funny in the book, Foley is uh, Foley is also the Q. But uh, he's like, Foley's like a fun, uh, super conspiracy theory kind of character. Where he, he nice. in the books, he always is wearing a tinfoil hat. <laughs> Actually, like an actual tinfoil hat. And then <laughs> like, uh, is like his whole mission. The only reason why he's hired by the, you know, fairy command or whatever is that he is, his job is to like keep the technology ahead of the humans. Like yep. Just like, Keep inventing shit until until you can't invent shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like you, right? Yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, keep us ahead. Keep us ahead. <laughs> so, um, so we're in this moment where uh, all of the other officers have been sent to go find uh, the Oculus, right? The Oculus right. Rift. Yep. And um, Officer Short is the only one that's left around. Yeah, she's been kind of hanging out with Judy Dench's character here, and we meet Foley. We get the the centaur here, and he's like, "Hey, we got like a we got a level five, you know, clinger ogre or troll on getting close to the surface." Which I have no, there was no, I don't. Was there an explanation as to why this might happen, or was this no. something? That was, we got okay. a bogey. We got an unknown runner on the surface, is what they say. Uh, the runner on the surface, which just means uh, something from the below world has escaped to the surface. In this mm -hmm. case, it's a giant troll. Yep. Um, and officer shorts, the only one that's left around to go deal with the situation. So yep. she gets her first 
I don't know if it's her first, but she gets a mission to go and check it out. Right. Well, and this, that's what one thing I have a grab about too, is that she's, she's 84 and it seems like she's like a pretty well, uh, well-established officer of the fairy law here. And, and Dame Judy Dench is, is like, acting like she hasn't had a chance to prove herself yet. Like it's unclear if she's ever been to the surface or, well, I think, I think it's, well, it comes back to her father, right? Everyone kept saying, everyone keeps saying that like, who's going to trust her. Yeah. That's why they wouldn't let her go into the main mission to go look for the Oculus and all this sort of stuff. Like they're just, you know, good point. So, yeah. So we got a bogey on the surface. Got to send Holly. She's the only one. She's the only one. And then we get a scene of, uh, Foley, the centaur, uh, um, walking Holly into this uh, tube machine thing. Yeah. I love him his... like bouncing around and going like, <laughs> there was a moment where he did the, like coming into a room. I was like, all right, that was pretty funny. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was the best part. That was actually pretty yeah. funny. I hope it was improv. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, so, but then he's like walking into like this machine, I guess sends them to the surface and it's just like, it's just like a fucking, spaceship that you shoot through a you know yeah. hole in the ground volcano yeah it's yeah. a volcano tube it's a volcano tube but i was just like he's explaining so much about this i actually wrote down i was like oh man i wonder if this is gonna be important to the plot later nope nope <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like why would you explain so much about this thing and being like just yeah you're you're sitting on 25 tons of lava and it's moving at 600 miles per hour and it is not important at all later okay <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah, like you're setting it up for to be like um trying to think of what uh what a good uh complimentary example is. Oh, the um what's that show with five in the title that had house in it on HBO? You just know what I'm talking f- about? Just the five of us? No, no. <laughs> with you, Lori, it doesn't matter. House? Uh, yeah, house. That's what I'm saying. But it's not house. It's it was the show that where he was on a space station. Mm. Uh, or, Edward uh, Scissorhands? Doing space career. All right. You're the worst. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> Regardless. They're like, make it a whole thing to be like, they explain the consequences of doing things like traveling. And then, and then it's a it's, consequence. Yeah, Somebody right. tries to do it and they get obliterated and it's wild. Right. <laughs> Don't explain something in the repercussions of it. If none of that's going to play out later. Yeah. If you're going to keep it a PG movie, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bother. So, um, so yeah, so she basically gets sh- uh, she she just gets sent uh, up to uh, to, surface. to the surface, right? Yeah, and I think we do get a little. Oh, we do get a little. Um, we do get a little more back and forth. I think between Foley and Dench here about uh, Short's father, Beechwood Short, right? Cudgeon. It's it's Cudgeon that shows up at this point, and this is where. Oh um, right, 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 right. Cudgeon is the guy. So Cudgeon. Just remember, you know, so Kajin was the one who was in the prison from the villain and was like, hey, yep. you're basically, he's the infiltrator. He's a spy. So, yeah, exactly. Right. And That's he, right. they have a ton of exposition now where they're like, I think I wrote down a bunch of like the whole quote here because it's stupid that they, again, make just explain the movie to you. Like, Beachwood, yeah. you know, Beachwood Short, the traitor, he uses magic to steal the Aculos, which need I remind you is the most important artifact in our civilization. He literally says that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake like you've already told us this a hundred times so far and i know you're going to tell us a hundred times again but like we're not toddlers like, i remember from five minutes ago when the aculos was what everyone's going after <laughs> it's like are they writing this movie actually for kids or are they, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating 
like, and then yeah. and then and then he also explains what he's doing. Like he kind of tells that he's working for the villain. This is when they close out this scene, right? And yes. and he and he goes, "Oh, the executors are watching," which apparently is the leaders of the fairy society. He goes, "I'm their eyes and ears. I see everything." Like, why would you tell her that you're working for the enemy at this point? He's like, "I'm on. I'm on to you." Right. <laughs> and and that was weird. So like, I don't. We uh, are the executors. Are they like? Are they just like an upper level or they, they, they must be just an upper, yeah. level, upper level of fairies. I don't know. There was no explanation I mean, of that. So I was like, yeah, presumably it's like, you know, surface governments where we have yeah. a police department and Judy, Dame Judy Dench is the head of the police department. She's the captain um, and we got, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, but dumb. And then he just goes, oh, carry on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? Okay. All right. I guess we got. So um, then uh, Officer Short there, she's just blasted out of a volcano, which yep. we don't know sure. where we are. I think. Do we know where we are physically on the planet Earth? And I was asking the same thing. I'm like, oh, there aren't volcanoes in Ireland as far as, far as I know. <laughs> no, not that I know uh, of either. Like- is this is this outside of Paris? Like, is this in France? Is there a volcano in France? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, there's probably volcanoes everywhere. We just don't see them though as clearly as day. Like, yeah, I guess. But like, some areas. why are, why are they like blasting her out of a volcano? Like, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> no, just make your own little portals. Like, just yeah. Whatever. They go into pretty good detail in the books about how all of the transport systems and stuff work. Like, all of that is Foley's invention. Like, they they make. Like they didn't explain that in the movie, but Foley is the is the cue of everything. All of the cool technology that the fairies have is Foley is responsible for. I mean, I guess maybe that was like they're trying to lean to that when he was ex- explaining when she was getting yeah. into the pod and was like, "Okay, you kind of get that," but like I don't know, like uh, be explicit. You, I don't know. You could have they could have done that better. I guess I don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, but anyway, so then we. We, this is when we cut to Dom real quick, right? Who's yes. who's st- staking out the fairy tree, right? Yeah, there's a fairy tree uh, out by close to Artemis, the Foul Mansion, I guess, the Foul Manor. Yeah, and they're Pretty keeping an eye because, like, a, uh, I don't know why they're keeping an eye. Like, does Artemis have a plan at this point? Did we do we know about this? Artemis's plan at this point is that he he needs to engage the fairies somehow so they can right. help him get his father back. Right. Uh, and he doesn't know what's going on. Like it just so happens that he ends up kidnapping a fairy, but like, yeah, it could have been, I don't know what they were really going for here other than they'll show up eventually. <laughs> yeah. This actually, you know, would have been good. Uh, it's this meets that this would have been like a good, uh, it's men in black meets usual suspects. Cause he is, he is pretty oh. much like a mastermind of the yeah. entire plot. The entire, like the entire plot and story is already, it's already, it's gonna be weird to say, but like in the world, it's already it's already outlined, it's already happened, it's already it's already completed. Like he's right. figured it all out, and we're just kind of like falling around like a bunch of dumb schmucks, and you know they're letting us know when we should need to know something. I don't know. It's- yeah, I agree. That would have been a good. It's this meets that if they had done it more like the book. <laughs> like yeah. where they like where where there is like a vit like you. I don't know. Like I guess well. I don't know. At the end of this, they like kind of make it seem that way. Yeah. At the very end, at the at the very end of the kind movie, of. spoilers spoilers for later, right? But like, I mean, he is a criminal mastermind, so I guess we're supposed to know that, right? We're supposed to get that from the first few bits, but yeah. it's like I don't know. It just it doesn't come through though. I just feel like, and it was so rushed. Just, it's so he's rushed. a nice kid. It seems like he's a nice kid. No, the, I think in, he's a dick, and I don't care about him. Remember, well, I don't. Sure, but or he's yes. a dick kid. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He's just a kid and I don't care, you know? 
just loves his dad, you know? Just wants to play catch. Um, daddy, daddy's boy. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> uh, so then we get, uh, I don't know. So we get that. And then we're officer short is, uh, zipping around the planet trying to catch the runner, the, the big troll. Yeah. Following and, the very GPS, which I don't know if you noticed, but it's like pointing out things like Irish cliff, Italian coastline, <laughs> like, like the, the very GPS is so stupid. <laughs> I so mad. <laughs> yeah. That's Foley's fault. He's he's the yeah. one who's like, right? Yeah, blame Foley. <laughs> um, so I think they're in Italy. Yes, they're approaching Martina Franca, which they I don't know. That was uh listed as a geographic goof on the IMDB page. Martina uh that Martina Franca, like is a Martina Franca is a real place. Yeah. Uh this place looks nothing like that. Like it nothing a, like it. <laughs> it's on the opposite side of Italy. And it's like <laughs> Like it's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, so then we get a giant uh, troll just pops up in this wedding and just like is causing all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. This is where I questioned the $125 million budget where I was like, the troll effects aren't that good. <laughs> no, I was like, ah, this movie came out last year. Like, come on. Yeah. You can like, do better. I just watched one of the Avenger movies that came out like six years ago and, yeah, and it still, holds up it still looks better yeah, but of I course that was that was a planned billion dollar you know franchise whereas you know right but still well this could have been could have been could have been oh. yeah is not so then um go ahead we need to do a time freeze uh which or, or i like to call the old uh i'm blanking his name whatever freeze frame <laughs> The old Zach Morris. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I got you. I'm 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 also from the from the eighties, more or less. <laughs> the old Zach Morris freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Uh that's their backup. So the centaur has what a, hits, hits the freeze frame. What's that? Yeah, so convenient. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like so Officer Short there, she's kind of battling the the troll. It's not going all that well, I think. And then then yeah. he drops the freeze frame button. It's like, oh, that must be that's super, super convenient. And it just freezes yeah. in a bubble within a bubble and is obviously important for later. Right. And now the thing that I don't care for here, because again, they do this later, uh, like you just said, like it seems like there's so much fairy bureaucracy in place. Like there's a lot of red tape yeah. on time freeze. Like Dame Judy Dench is like, I'll take the fall for this guys. If we got a freeze time, we got a freeze time. Yeah. What's the, what's the problem? Yeah. Like, whoa, what's the hold up here? It yeah, seems like, like this is a great idea. <laughs> like, there's been no explanation of what the, the cons are yeah. of like freezing time. Right. Is there a better way to do this? I don't think just, so. <laughs> just freeze time and just do that. Like what's the problem? Mm-hmm. So time is frozen and this is when they get to scoop up the old troll there and get him out of there, I guess. Um, Which like the time, the troll was really, really fucking shit up. Like oh, <laughs> in yeah. this wedding, like, like how has no one died? <laughs> I, I don't know. No idea. Like, yeah, he was just destroying everything. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, Oh, mind wipe the humans. Like very Harry Potter convenient thing of like oh we solved the problem guys we froze time and now everyone just gets their mind wiped very men in black yep yeah yeah exactly the same um so then so the so they freeze time they lock up the troll and then officer short basically just goes around and fixes and cleans that kind of everything up well it's a ton of other officers too oh was it i thought it was just her like kind of speeding around like 
No, no, they deployed like a battalion. To- oh, I thought. Oh, I thought because like they could freeze time. They freeze time for everyone else, but for for them, it kind of sped things up so they can go and like. No, no, there are a bunch of other fairies too. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The very unknown. Okay. Um, all right. So then they're pulling back, and then um, I think we end the scene where she goes rogue to go find her, clear her father's name. Right. Right. This is when Dame Judy Dench says, "Good work, Captain Short. Get yourself home immediately." And uh, Short says, "Yes, Commander." <laughs> uh, agreeing, and then Dame Judy Dench going, "That's an order." Like, wait, why? <laughs> but she just she hasn't she hasn't said anything about disobeying yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then like they unfreeze everything and it's like, oh, what a weird wedding that the Italians are confused. I mean, uh, and Holly Short just goes, just like goes to clear her father's name. I'm out of here. And she yeah. just takes off. Yeah. That's to which it. Judy Dench says, I'm going to have her badge for this. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. There, there might be consequences. And it wasn't, Great. didn't Foley, it wasn't, <laughs> Foley actually had some of the best lines and he in the background, he's like, that seems like a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. This character actually might be the best character in the entire story. Right. Like, don't worry, Foley. Dame Judy Dench is all talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we that's our first kind of like big battle sequence there um, with the troll uh, kind of setting us up because the troll will be coming back. Oh, of course. Spoilers. Um, and then we uh, kind of end up uh, back at Lilfile, right? He's... Yep, he's reading his daddy's... Uh, journals there a little more exposition about weird way what to put could possibly it, happen sure yeah. yeah i mean that's what he's doing yes your mother your mother was a lovely lady oh no no skip a couple chapters <laughs> yeah skip to the aculus yeah uh, uh, where is that part <laughs> yeah so like apparently whoever has the aculus get, mm. has crazy powerful fairy spells at their beck and call i guess as we know uh, yeah yeah it's so sure. powerful it's well it's unimaginable so yeah Right. I'm sorry, I forgot. Unimaginable powers. I mean, one could teleport armies, wipe out life, as we know oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Snap of a finger, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. And this is when we get the introduction to our villain. This is like the one time that they say her name. They're like, oh, uh, I think it's uh, it's old Artemis, Colin Farrell, exposition yes. say, saying, you know, well, they belong to the most brilliant fairy of all, Opal Cowboy. Okay. Yeah, which sounds like a great band name. Um, Ooh, is, that could be like a like a stoner doom metal kind of. That's a great band name, Opal Cowboy. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We should start that up. We could definitely start that up. <laughs> um, uh, but so, is that a real character in a book? Yes, Opal Cowboy is a character in the book, but okay. not at all. Like, I mean, she's not in the movie enough to really be yeah. interesting. No. <laughs> No, which is like, which is like, which is terrible because like, there's like the villain is not interesting at all, other than just yeah. being like a mysterious thing in a green light. And it's like, well, I don't. This character sucks. In the book, she's like, uh, uh, what's the, um, what's the antagonist there in Iron Man, the original one, the uh, the other developer, the other inventor that does all the. That's his, his father's. Uh, you mean in the first Iron Man? Yeah, the other old guy. Who's the other old guy? Jeff Bridges' character. Was that Jeff Bridges? <laughs> yeah, bald, I guess so. Bald head, beard. Yeah, was he bald? His name was like Army Hammer, but it wasn't Army. Oh Hammer, no, 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 no! That no, you're thinking that's the second one. Hammer, Hammer Technologies. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam, yeah, Army Man Two. It's okay. Sam Rockwell who was playing Justin Hammer. She's exactly like that in in the movie in the books where she's always trying to out invent 
the rest of the fairies and like uh, creates some kind of technology in order to take over the surface again. Like she's an interesting character in the books. Mm-hmm. Not not here. And she like at one point she like travels back in time and kills her past self. Like there's a whole awesome. <laughs> I know that's awesome. <laughs> Because that makes yeah, no so sense. Much, <laughs> yeah, there's so much cool stuff. That makes no fucking time travel logical sense, but I love it. Right, right? Yeah. Nope, they don't do that here. <laughs> Man, they were really playing, like, hoping for, like, the to play the long game of this movie. Like, they were really hoping maybe, potentially. I don't know, but, ugh. Yeah. Ugh, what a waste. Total waste. Like, there really was no villain other than the infiltrator, the kid. They, that was the only one that we had to worry about. And they, everyone thinking that, they're building up Judy Dench in like the fairies as being like the villains, but it's right. like, sure, but I don't know. Yeah, which in the books they you know, they are you know they're not the villains, but they're like Artemis Fowl is the villain. <laughs> like the kid is the villain, and and the fairies are just trying to live their lives, and he's like, I'm gonna go steal fairy shit because <laughs> he's a jerk. Yeah. He's a jerk. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, this 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 felt good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel, do you feel like you've gotten it all out you feel better about? Uh, I think most of it, people really have to listen to part one on this one. Cause I don't think we're going to go into all that book logic in the next one. <laughs> no, we're definitely not. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to end uh, part one here. Um, we're just about, I think just under a halfway mark for the movie. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I think it's a good, good spot to stop. So thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back on Thursday, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and it's this meets that or I TMT pod on Twitter. Yep. Or if you're feeling old fashioned, you can send us an email at it's this meets that at gmail.com. Or as always, you can find all of our episodes at it's this meets that.com. 